podcast is about the true meaning of Jesus. A lot of questions. We'll try to get into as many as we can. Must we trust or must we understand the true meaning of Jesus to know the true meaning of our lives? Are they one and the same? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, you don't have to understand the true meaning of Jesus uh, in a sense. And again, I haven't uh, really taken a look at uh, the questions, but whatever comes to me will come to me. If I duplicate the answer, then uh, that's fine as well. Uh, but what really, what I think what we're asking for, and this is where we get kind of mixed up, you know, and this just goes into, say, the crux of where the religion gets distorted or Christianity, Catholic, uh, or any of the roots, right? There's about, say, uh, over a thousand different, say, um, branches of Christianity. So, so uh, this understanding is, uh, what must we understand the true meaning of Jesus to know the true meaning of our lives? Uh, are they one and the same? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, again, uh, this talk is about, say, the true meaning of Jesus, not what the religion spouses, very, very different than what the religious spouses. So when Jesus said, uh, I am the way, okay, I think his words were a little different uh, than, again, what the religion said. Uh, and most people think that you would have to say, accept Jesus. Uh, and in many forms, you have to accept the religion to accept Jesus to connect you to God. Right? Uh, and then most people misrepresent that. When Jesus said, I am the way, uh, there is only one path. I am the path. Uh, he didn't mean that you have to accept him. Okay? Uh, what he did mean is, and uh, it's the same message that I have, a, the exact same message that I have, that there is only one way to connect to God or what I call pure source. Right? Uh, only, only one way. And that is to awaken. Okay? There is no other way. There is no other route. You have to awaken. You have to be complete. Okay? Uh, the more awakened you are, actually, uh, and your object, whether you're here in physical form or in spirit form, is to be completely awakened. The closest you are to, say, 100% awakened, the closest you get to pure source or do you get the closest you get to the divinity of pure source. And again, although you might be completely or 100% awakened, uh, far, far off from the divinity of, say, pure source. Okay. But coming back to the Jesus question, so what does that mean? Do you have to accept Jesus? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, the important thing is uh, about that message is that uh, although there is only one path to connect to pure source, uh, again, true awakening. Right? Uh, there are thousands or hundreds or millions of different ways that you can awaken, right? Uh, there are, say, near-death experiences that awaken. There are tragedies. There are euphoric experiences. There are uh, well, uh, tons and tons and tons of different ways. So that's where the distortion or that's where the miscommunication or, well, some of the lies uh, about this uh, question come about. Uh, however, once you understand, once you get to a certain level, right? Say it's a mountain. You're trying to get to the top, uh, right? You're climbing to the top, right? And that is, uh, say, awakening. Okay. 
Uh, once you get like midway through, you actually get to understand that we are, say, all pretty much the same. Um, and we kind of understand it from a, say, human perspective here. We're all the same. And then, you know, we become homogenous. Uh, it's not about that at all. It's nothing to do with the physical sense. Okay, and this might be getting into another topic, but let's just get into it since it's coming up. And this is what's coming up from probably the audience listening in. You know, we're all the same. We're all one. You know, we've heard all those things. Uh, we're not all the same, guys. Okay, In the physical realm, we're really not all the same. That's why we have different color skins. We look different. We're men, women. Right. Uh, and then everybody wants to, you know, be loving, be politically correct uh, and then think, well, and treat everybody the same. Well, we're not all the same here in the physical space. We really, really aren't. And that's why there's that vast difference. Right? Uh, as you ascend higher and higher, though, you'll actually start to see that our spirit is really pretty much the same in its awakened state. So it does that does that. That still means that we still have our own personality or have our own, say, spice of personality uh, within our spirit. We're not, say, identical. We're not duplicates. It wouldn't. It would make sense to create, you know, millions or billions of souls, uh, all the same. But we have the same propensity. We have the same free will to create anything at that level. So uh, again, a very, very different understanding uh, of that. So. Moving on, uh, again, just to clarify, there is only one way. That was uh, Jesus' thoughts or Jesus' words, uh, and, that was, and that was it. It doesn't mean that you have to accept the religion. It doesn't mean that you have to accept Jesus. But uh, again, as you ascend higher, you'll understand that, well, there's only one way, awakening. Okay? So that's the true meaning. What is the true meaning of Jesus? Uh, why is it necessary to discuss the topic? Uh, are there a lot of uh, untruths about Je around Jesus? Uh, I think pretty much uh, all the stories you've pretty much heard about Jesus. Okay? Uh, there's always say uh, a thread of mistruth on there. You really have to go beyond because a lot of those truths uh, or a lot of the stories have been edited always to bind you around a specific religion. Okay. So if you separate that, then you actually start to understand that a lot of the truths, uh, well, you start to, if you separate between religion and what Jesus has said, then you get to understand this true messages. You know, there's, again, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but there's a lot of things in the Bible that have been edited out. Okay. So just going back uh, giving you a deeper understanding of that uh, back in the day around Jesus' times, there was a lot of different thoughts. There was a lot of different books. Okay? As, you know, the community got bigger and bigger, you know, the, the priests got together. It's like, well, you know, we should have a standard book. Uh, and this is where the issues came from. So all the, all, all the truths, uh, a lot of the things that, well, Jesus talked about, uh, was deleted out, and then uh, the priest, the top priest, basically kept uh, what they wanted, and that was, well, the Bible or whatever book uh, that they call it. So, so that's how it came about. Again, a lot of the things that Jesus discussed, talked about, believed in, uh, are not in the book. So, 
just for this reason. And that main reason was for control. And then going back to this disgusting question, uh, again, it really distorts me. It's an observation from the Moss team. Uh, I don't think I've ever, say, really discussed it uh, other than, say, the people uh, that helped me out, our team here. Uh, it says, Moss, crucifixion script sculpture uh, in the church always uh, saddens you. Uh, it really does. Just move on, and then we'll come to that question. Um, did Jesus die for our sins? Then why we still sin so much um, 2,000 some years later? So uh, I think what he meant by that, okay, uh, and it's kind of similar to me as well. And I'm not, you know, equating me as Jesus or anything like that, uh, but many of you do the same thing, right? Your experiences that you've created, right, uh, say are teaching lessons for your downline. So for example, me, I had two near-death experiences. From those two near-death ex experiences, I've gotten really good abilities or knowledge on, on how to help you connect to pure source. So in a sense, you could say, I died for your sins. Right? So that's where the story gets mixed up. I uh, really didn't die for your sins. Really like you can sin all day, right? And then you accept Jesus and your sins are forgiven. Uh, that's not the way it works. Again, the same way, say, I died. The same way, say, you worked really hard or you had a near-death experience that, say, expanded you, opened you up, right? Uh, Jesus went through that space of, say, expanding, uh, ascending higher. Uh, so he created that path, just like I create that path. And then as I help you guys, right, you create that path or you've had some other experiences that you've created that path. So as overall, humanity gets stronger and better by those individuals. So, so that's what they really meant by that. Uh, again, it's really not about, you know, Jesus paid for everything and then, you know, we have a green card, we have a gold card and we can sin all day and we're good to go. Uh, that is not how it works. Okay. Did Jesus die to teach us forgiveness? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, as he said on the cross, forgive them, Father, as they know not what they do. So uh, I really don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. Uh, he was he was too much of a holy man uh, at his level. Uh, even if nobody knew him, uh, he he would burn so bright. I mean, uh, look at the scriptures. You you see that um, you see that uh, in the scriptures they say that uh, you know the darkness right uh, bows down to him. Okay? So mere mortals. Uh, no matter if they didn't know him, no matter, you know, if they were the bad guys, they would never treat him that way. So, so he really didn't, uh, well, I, I suppose he could have taught us forgiveness by saying that. Uh, but what he really meant is that, you know, if that story was true, uh, and again, I'm not saying that he didn't say, forgive them as they do not know what they're doing. Okay. Uh, I can understand that. But, uh, but uh, again, I don't think he died on the cross. So what he really meant by that was that a lot of the actions that we had do, right? uh, a lot of actions that you do in your life, just uh, uh, put it to your life example, um, right? A lot of the actions that you do, you blame yourself or you blame your mother. 
Okay? And I go through this quite a bit. Uh, when I work on you, do, do you tend to see that uh, I don't blame you? It's like, oh, you did this and this X happened. It's usually some underlying program that controls you to get you to the point of what you did. Right. Uh, and a lot of times, sometimes people blame, you know, their mother, their father. Uh, and then I go in and tap into their father and mother. Well, they're stuck in the same quagmire that you are. So whatever, say, control source came into them, came into you. Uh, and although we don't understand, we don't know better, uh, we blame, say, our mother or father. Uh, but again, the same control source controlled them, so they didn't know any better on how to treat you or how to raise you either. Okay? So that's what he was really talking about uh, when he said that, and so it's uh, actually true uh, what he said. Did uh, Jesus um, see that his crucifixion would occur? I'm sure he did. Uh, maybe not the specifics, just like uh, I can't say read my specifics on what's going to happen in the future, but I understand Okay, or I have a feeling. You can't get all the details because it would basically be boring. It's like, oh, I know what I'm doing tomorrow, uh, you know, in its complete form. So the way I am, say, accurate with you, I'm not that accurate. Uh, pretty much it happens to a lot of people. All right, they get a sense of direction. So I'm sure he would have figured out that somebody is after him and so on like that. So that would be true. Uh, since he had abilities, did he allow his own physical death to occur to show the people that the spirit transcends death and not to fear death? Uh, well, he really didn't die on the cross. Uh, I think he actually, say, made a deal with the Romans to, say, put him on this, uh, put him on the cross for a little bit, take him off, and then I actually think he escaped or left. Right? So again, and the reason being is like, well, why would that happen? Uh, I can let's get into the details of that. Well, uh, again, just like any other, say, um, individual that has mass appeal to transform individuals, government systems don't like that. You know, don't like those people. So at his level, I'm sure they made a deal. It's like, hey, you know what? We'll fake your death and then you leave. And I believe that's what's actually happened to him. So uh, the Roman Catholics actually took that, say, as at a, to an advantage. Right? He had a lot of pull, right? Jesus had a lot of followers. His followers would do anything for Jesus, right? What a great opportunity, right, to have them disappear. That was part of the contract. Uh, and then again, the Roman Catholic taking advantage of that. Uh, they created a religion around that philosophy. Uh, and then what would they say? He died on the cross for your sins, uh, and this is what he says. Uh, he comes back to life, right, showing a miracle. And this is, again, his story. This is the words that you are supposed to follow. Uh, and basically, those are words that control you. So again, uh, a lot of those words contrived, not even Jesus' words, again, as a way to control the masses. Right, because Jesus said this, and then people just blindly follow. So uh, I actually think that the whole religion is uh, not really from Jesus's mouth. I hate to say that I'm not against the the religion or anything like that, uh, but it seems like it was more of a control source or a way of controlling people. Okay, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate letters uh, from this, but uh, I see it the way I see it. Did Constantine and other Catholic Church 
uh, delete the records to obscure Jesus, uh, the, the true meaning and uh, secrets. Uh, so the Bible is missing information, truth. Uh, yes, like I said, uh, not only Constantine, uh, but a lot of, say, other priests uh, did delete, did distort uh, the stories so the church can remain in power. Uh, Jesus was really about, say, freedom, same way uh, I help you understand your, say, abilities, right, your own strengths, uh, the, the way the scriptures say the meek shall inherit the earth. This is what they're talking about. This is what Jesus is talking about, for you to come into your own brilliance and light. Okay? Uh, if you think about it, what government system or what church, what religion of any sort, uh, would actually have you or want you to come into your system? What spiritual group would want you to come into your own system? Uh, back in the days, uh, the power processes or the process of power would never have that happen, right? It's always about power and control. It's always about, uh, it's always been about that, whether it's religion, spirituality, uh, whether it's the dark side, the light side, uh, whether it's about money, becoming better it's always about control okay that's an old paradigm it's a very old paradigm old as is the ages uh, i guess old as say the origination of a man always controlling even from the stone age uh, this new paradigm that we're walking into and this is what jesus was talking about the freedom is that everybody comes into their own brilliance okay so say um and everybody has their own power there is no control. So imagine, uh, and if, um, uh, imagine somebody say gives you your abilities, your power, right? You don't need to control them, uh, but they're faithful to you. So this is the new paradigm that I'm talking about. Okay, they're faithful to you. Uh, they'd have your back. They'd watch your back. Okay? Nobody ever thinks of it this way, right? And that's why countries like the U.S. they spend billions of dollars a day trying to protect or trying to control all the other countries around it, self, right? Uh, but what if they say sustained or maintained uh, a space of growth where those countries that they dominate actually controlled, uh, not controlled, but came into their own brilliance, came into their own light because, well, the U.S. was so helpful, right? Uh, would those countries not back the U.S. up without any force or control, uh, without any billions of dollars uh, within their army? Same way. Uh, again, the churches or any other religion controls you. Uh, I know I'm getting a little off uh, the track, but it just seems like you need to hear this message. Uh, if he had a mission, what was it? His mission was well, uh, becoming his highest self, becoming his truest self, okay? uh, which shines the light. Okay? Just like you guys, as you ascend higher and higher, uh, what happens uh, your loved ones, the people around you just naturally, say, aggregate or assimilate higher and higher or they, they become pure and pure. It's really simple as that. There's nothing that you have to show them. There's nothing that you have to be or do. Take that back. There's nothing that you have to do or tell them one, two, three steps or anything like that. All you have to do is be. Okay? That brilliance shines so brightly that people watching you, people coming into your space, awaken because we are all of that brilliance. Okay? Uh, so that was Jesus' mission. Did Jesus complete the mission he came to do uh, or did his journey end prematurely? And if so, why? Uh, 
from an energetic perspective. Nope, uh, as you can see, or as you see, or as I've explained, say in my, uh, my first near death, where I had you know, a review of my life, right? You go through a life review. Many uh, near-death experiencers uh, say that they reviewed your life. You literally live your life, but what happens is that you relive your life okay? uh, in an awakened state. Uh, and, and you do actually relive. It's not a review. You relive your life in an awakened state, and then you get to see that everything was in its perfect order. There was no I should have, there was no I could have, there was no, uh, you know, darn, what happened? Why did I do this? I was so stupid. There was no judgment. Everything was in beauty and grace. So to ask this question that his mission uh, he came to do ended prematurely or anything? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, it was perfect. Uh, did Jesus teach uh, his disciples how to transcend uh, the physical uh, at some levels, yes, but uh, those individuals, you know, you really can't, say, teach somebody to transcend. Uh, it's really about being. Uh, again, it really is about being. So, uh, in a sense, uh, but uh, his disciples might have not, say, gotten it as well. He had a lot of issues with his disciples. By the way, if you read some of the stories... Uh, not too pleased with them because of the level that he was at compared to the levels that they were at because, again, they were really materialistic. They needed the nuts and bolts. And, well, uh, in Jesus' vision, there is no nuts and bolts. Right? There is nothing physical here for you to do but just be aware. Uh, and I don't think he could say, you know, in those days with the language, right, with all the words that we have here, very, very, I still have a hard time to, say, explain some of, the, some, of the, some of the things that I see or try to clarify. So imagine in, in Jesus' day, right? Uh, imagine talking about, say, the quantum physics theories or some of the things that I talk about uh, with very limited words. You know, the words that they had, you know, maybe a few thousand words. Okay? Uh, and then most of those individuals didn't know how to read or write. On top of that. So how do you explain that? And that's why he used parables or stories. Very fantastic, very understanding, you know, to help people understand very sophisticated concepts at a very simplified, say, individual or intellect level. But what happens is, again, people listen to those parables and then they listen to the story uh, and they kind of miss the teaching, right? Uh, and they focus in on the words, and that's where stories go off. So uh, the Jesus uh, actually, and maybe it's at a deeper, uh, another question, Jesus actually understood that uh, reality is not ready for him. Uh, and then that's where he said there will be greater men, or not men, greater individuals that will do, uh, there will be individuals that will do much greater things than him. In the future, uh, again, we really have to move as a society or as humanity to go forward to get to a higher realm, which allows us to open up the higher, higher spaces. Okay? Uh, at his time, although he understood uh, that there was a lot of stuff that he could access, he couldn't say maintain it for long periods of time. So he never really say transcended uh, deep, deep into say the spiritual spaces 
more of a physical, transcending the physical introduction to, say, the spirit level access. Uh, but then again, there's a lot of levels that we have access to now that we can get to just because as humanity, as say, has risen or has opened its consciousness. Okay. Is the Immaculate Conception true? I don't believe it to, to be, although there are, say, uh, uh, a seahorse. Uh, it's almost like an Immaculate Conception. So there are animals who do uh, have like Immaculate type conceptions, but there's always, you know, science, science um, understanding of why that happens. Uh, I really don't think uh, an Immaculate Conception is necessary. Why, why would that be necessary? for somebody to be pure. Okay? Um, creating somebody from two individuals is, say, the purest uh, form uh, of love, right? Two beings coming into one, breathing in their spiritual spiritual DNA into one individual. Uh, that's the grandest thing. So there's no, say, immaculate conception uh, or there's no need for an immaculate conception. In fact, in the immaculate conception, there was about, say, a dozen other gods or deities that were made up that had immaculate conception. So in reality, that's where uh, the idea of having an immaculate conception so more people who were out of the faith could actually believe, or basically the pagans uh, that didn't believe in any, anything. It's like, well, look, this is, uh, Jesus is just like everybody, all the other gods that you guys believe in, he had an immaculate conception too. So uh, I really think that that's where it came from. Uh, did Jesus and Mary Magdalene have intimate uh, relations? Uh, and if so, uh, why was it kept a secret? Uh, if it was to protect the disciples, uh, did does Jesus advocate living when lying when necessary? And wow, strange question. And how do we apply to that our lives today? When is it uh, a necessary? Okay, so that question is really off. Uh, let's just go through and break it down. Okay, uh, did Jesus and Mary Magdalene have intimate relationships? Uh, of course, of course they did. Uh, they were husband and wife. In fact, there's actually a documentary. Uh, it's called Jesus's Wives or the Wife of Jesus. Okay, uh, and in there uh, they show, um, you know, back in the day they had the garbage dumps. Okay. So these anthropologists unearthed these garbage dumps with uh, the writings uh, on the leaves. I, for I forgot the leaves, sorry. Anyway, uh, and it tells stories of, say, how Jesus loved his wife and so on and so on, which, uh, again, the priests decided to edit out, delete, because it was a lot easier for them to control the priests uh, and then all their downline. So that's really why stories of Jesus not you know, being married with anybody. Uh, in fact, you know, as you know it, and as many people know it, uh, did you notice, because uh, a lot of people come up to me, uh, so, uh, and for many of you, you know, as you become more and more ascended, did you notice that your sexual appetite actually opens up for you? Right, and it, and it's not the sexual appetite of say going out and getting you know uh, having a one night stand, getting laid and stuff, and just having the physical sex. Okay, although that sexual appetite say opens up for you, uh, you want that intimate connection. Uh, you notice that it's not just anybody that you want to get intimate with. 
right? It's that spiritual connection that you're looking for. Uh, so physical sex is a very distasteful. So that's a true meaning of sex, and that's basically what Jesus was about, Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So, uh, and then this question, uh, if it was to protect the disciples, uh, did does Jesus advocate lying? So it was really nothing about Jesus. Uh, all his disciples uh, knew that he was married. Uh, a lot of the villagers knew that he was married, and he had sex. So simple as that, just like any other husband and wife. Otherwise, he would have deemed or been gay uh, or deemed gay back in the day. So this thing about advocating lying when necessary and how do we apply that to our lives today when it is necessary. So uh, this question is assuming that Jesus lied or hid something. Uh, it wasn't him. So this it doesn't make sense. Did Jesus have children? Uh, yes. Uh, just tapping in that two kids, boy, girl, very, very beautiful, very brilliant, just like him. Uh, but it wasn't their time. So they crossed over um, uh, earlier. So they never had kids beyond the two kids. Let's continue on uh, and then come back to that first question where I couldn't finish. Try it again. Um, so Moss, the crucifixion sculptures in the church always saddens you and even disgusts you, very disgusting, uh, while the rest of the world uh, puts it on uh, a pedestal to worship, especially at this time of the year. Uh, why does it make you feel uh so differently, how should we commemorate the story correctly? Well, you know, uh, Jesus put on a cross, you know, uh, he's all bloody, he's all, say, torn apart, he's, uh, he's ripped to shreds, right? Uh, he's like an animal, and that's what, uh, that's what most people, uh, say, bow down to, right? Uh, are you actually bowing down to the powers of Jesus? Or are you actually bowing down to, hey, look, we got our man, okay? Uh, and that's why it disgusts me so much. Uh, it disgusts me so very much, okay? Uh, and then look at, uh, look at all the other, say, uh, customs or traditions that they do. You know, when you're drinking the wine, right? Uh, you're drinking his blood. Uh, he's not an animal, guys. Uh, and then uh, the Pope wears red shoes or whatever the hell they do uh, in that ceremony, right? He's walking in Jesus's blood. Who does that? Why would you, you only do that to your enemy. So all those things are actually signifying, say, bringing Jesus down into an animal, a beast, not even human. And that's why it saddens me so much. Uh, and besides, uh, why is everybody focused in on the last part of his uh, fake death? Uh, his abilities came way before uh, bringing people back to life, healing people. All his abilities came much, much earlier than his death. He didn't have to suffer for his death. Uh, another lie, right, from from that uh, religion saying that you have to suffer in this lifetime to be pure like Jesus. Jesus never suffered like that. Uh, again, it was the last steps of his life, if you believe that. Uh, but all his abilities, like I said, uh, came into his pure state when he was strong uh, and happy. So his message uh, of love, of purity, of completeness, of being, say, abundant in this physical form uh, never shows through. 
it never, ever, ever shows through. Uh, again, everybody focuses on that last bit uh, of his death. Uh, the sad thing is people flog themselves. They nail themselves to the cross thinking that that's going to bring them uh, uh, purity or um, say, uh, salvation. Uh, I've seen a ton of people, uh, and I do mean a ton, at least uh, maybe, well, not a ton, but maybe 50, 60 individuals who have gotten trapped and their life becomes a living hell and they live that paradigm of abuse for them. Uh, again, it doesn't help you. So that's why it really saddens me. Okay, um, And I actually made a, a necklace, a true meaning of Jesus uh, because of that. Uh, it is really disgusting. You'd never do that to an animal, uh, much less uh, you know a great individual. Uh, one major teaching, love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, where did we go wrong? Do we not love her? Do we not love ourselves? Uh, at the level that we're at, most individuals really don't know how to love. Most individuals don't even know what love is. It's really a coming together so they feel safe or connected or secure at some level. It's not the love that uh, Jesus was talking about. So, uh, so that's where we went wrong there. Was Jesus really poor? And thus money is the roof or the root of all evil. Uh, hell no. Jesus was not poor. Again, uh, Jesus was uh, not poor. Uh, none of the none of those uh, great prophets were poor. Uh, uh, Moses, uh, I believe, he had, uh, what is it, uh, a sea of sheep as far as the eyes could see. Uh, that's not a poor man. Uh, Abraham, uh, the originator, well, there was uh, Zoroaster before him, uh, again, very wealthy king, Zoroaster, uh, coming into Abraham, uh, very, say, uh, noble family uh, of great wealth. Uh, Muhammad, uh, again, uh, came from a noble family of great wealth. So no, Jesus was, uh, was not poor. Uh, yes, he was a carpenter. But you know, when you come into that much nobility, okay, you don't need money. No matter where you go, people will feed you, people will gift you things, people will provide you anything that you need uh, when you're at that level. So uh, in no way uh, was Jesus a poor, in no way did, uh, was Jesus born in a manger or anything like that. Uh, again, very noble, too noble uh, to ever have that happen to you. Okay? Uh, if Jesus said, these things I can do, and you can do more so, uh, why aren't more people uh, doing it? Because more people aren't awake. Uh, and he is talking about well, uh, the new paradigm. That's what he's talking about. So we're not at the level Okay, we haven't reached, say, the level of his future vision yet. Uh, and again, in today's world, uh, technology getting getting us closer and closer. Okay, uh, not a sign of the devil or not a tool of the devil, but again, understanding technology at a deeper level, helping us understand us at a spirit level because it really parallels how we are created at spirit level. Uh, so in the future. Or in the near future, as I see, more individuals will have, say, fantastic abilities uh, beyond Jesus's, and they can, say, ascend higher and then maintain the frequencies uh, that Jesus, say, went into but couldn't sustain uh, because the rest of us uh, wasn't ready at the time. You really need, say, humanity as a whole, because okay? we're all 
at some level connected. Uh, you really need humanity as a whole to create that mastermind, to hold the space so everybody can come through to the higher realms. And that's why Jesus was so brilliant. He managed to go to those higher realms without say, anybody's help. Why does Jesus' name, story, teachings seemingly influence cultures more so than any other teacher throughout history? And even if you didn't say uh, no Christianity or you know that f philosophy that uh, is about Jesus, uh, look at all the other religions, look at all the other cultures, they still honor Jesus uh, at some level. So uh, again, a very brilliant man. His his frequencies still live today, it transcends uh, the path that he's, say, created, uh, again, opens up the path for all of humanity still today. So that's why uh, um, uh, that frequency of Jesus still resonates within us, whether we believe it or not. Uh, it is that frequency of purity and, and, and uh, unconditional love, which doesn't make sense, uh, the purest of love. It's not unconditional, it's just, um, so, but anyway, the, the meaning of unconditional love. Okay. Uh, are there any living Jesuses on the planet now? Uh, I'm not sure what they mean by that. Will Jesus ever return to human form? Uh, what would it take for that to happen? And are there any living Jesus on the planet now? Will Jesus uh, ever return to human form? In a lot of the religions, and then in a lot of the non-religions, uh, there are prophecies of, say, uh, a messiah, coming through, uh, and it is a very um, similar to, say, a Jesus-type frequency. Not exactly sure if, say, the Jesus, the way he looked, right, he's going to come back, you know, or that man coming back, uh, but I know, say, the frequency coming back into life, uh, there, there will be people who will resonate with that frequency, again, because it is a one path when you get to the higher realms. Okay. Uh, by the way, when you get to the higher realms, uh, there is no darkness. Darkness just can't exist at that level. Don't want to describe it here or explain it here. Uh, coming back, so that's what he talked about. There, there shall be people or or men that'll do far greater things. So that's what he was actually talking about. It's really his frequency of understanding, say, purity, understanding how we work, uh, and then. Manipulating, and I know manipulating might be a wrong word for you because you guys use it as a negative term, but again, manipulating the physical world so we understand ourselves of who we are and then we can live in the physical world in our spirit being without a human body. Okay, So I think that's his, say, true vision that he was talking about. What does Jesus want us to know today? I'll just tap in and ask. Uh, you are all beautiful. You are you are all grand. Uh, you are all where you need to be right now. Uh, as you awaken, okay, or as you understand where you are, uh, the beauty of the heavens uh, will open up to you right where you are without having to die for it. Uh, all the grandness is within you. <sighs> all the magic. All the teachings are within you. You do not have to reach outside of thyselves to, um, to ascend. You do not have to reach to God to ascend. Uh, you have to reach to your awakened self to ascend and then to understand God in its purest form. So that's his message. Would Jesus ever been known for his true messages? Uh, of course. 
the true message is, uh, again, every day, uh, awakening, that was his messages. So uh, as more and more people awaken, uh, the truth is always one. Okay? It's not Jesus' true messages. It's not, you know, Buddha's true messages. It's not Muhammad's true messages. Uh, if you notice, uh, or if you study those religions, they're really all, say, very, very similar. Okay? Uh, so as you ascend higher, the messages really are of one nature. So it's not just Jesus' messages. It's just a true message. So uh, he just happened to be the one, the enlightened one. And there's other people that say ascended to those levels as well. Right? Not so popular, not as popular. Right? Uh, but again, so that's why it's got his name on it. So, uh, how is Jesus helping humanity now? Well, he opened up the path for humanity to come into a higher understanding. And so those frequencies, once it's open, uh, it always exists. There are moments of time that haven't been, say, created, okay? Uh, as humanity, say, opens or expands or comes to a higher intelligence, uh, those moments of time, say, open up. The purity of that moment of time, say, sprinkles down upon us, and then well, we understand our, ourselves at a higher level. And that's where, say, the wars, the destruction, and all those things, say, end away. Okay? Uh, that's where, say, extreme purity, say, ends away. As, uh, as we end uh, this, this podcast, let me explain, say, what our journey is. Say, example, you've got, say, extremes, right? You've got the brilliance. Uh, you've got, uh, say, darkness, right? Uh, as humanity awakens, uh, what happens is, well, the extremes are not needed, just not needed. So just like in spirit body uh, or in spiritual form or, say, no space-time, Right? Uh, forever, uh, everything is of brilliance, everything is, well, everything is complete. Uh, and if you've noticed, uh, just to go a little deeper, uh, as you've awakened, did you notice that you're more neutral? Right? You're not extreme? Right? So this is the exact thing that happens at a uh, humanity level. What happens is that as we awaken, again, the extremes are not needed. So they start to fall away. So those experiences of the extremes, right, start to fall away. And as we awaken more, uh, the extremes keep falling away, keep falling away, and eventually you're dead center. You're just completely all of the extremes. But again, just neutral, just perfect, just balanced. Uh, and there's no need for extremes. You just are. Uh, so that's the goal or that's what humanity is headed for. Uh, and that's what, well, basically Jesus was bringing in. Uh, true love, true beauty, true grace, right? And then the darkness as well, but in its purest form, uh, again, which is true love, true beauty, true grace. There's no difference.
Want more of Masajati's Exponential Intelligence? Subscribe to his podcast on iTunes or go to masajati.com, M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com, where you can sign up for his 21-day meta-healing, schedule a group healing, meet Moss in person, plus much more. Follow Moss on Twitter at Masajati or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Masajati. Moss is not a medical doctor. Therefore, please consult your health practitioner for medical advice. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be limitless. limitless.